to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog owners. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm Rachel Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I hope to give you a fresh outlook on your dog's behavior and practical dog training advice. Calling all reactive dog owners. Y'all, I know that owning a reactive dog is daunting, it's overwhelming, it's stressful, but I want to give you tools. I want to make your life easier. So that is why I created Reactive Redefined. Reactive Redefined is an online course for reactive dog owners uh, so that you have the skills to improve your dog's reactivity and to make outings more enjoyable. So if you'd like to learn more about Reactive Redefined, head over to my website, agfdogtraining.com. Um, click reactive redefined to learn more. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs the podcast. I hope you have been digging all of the episodes I have been releasing. Um I have so many amazing guests lined up for the future and guys, seriously, like you better hit the subscribe button or you're going to miss out on some pretty awesome episodes. So, by the time this episode airs, um, I will be on a road trip with my husband and our dogs. Um, We are going to celebrate our five-year anniversary, and I'm very much looking forward to it. So, if you don't already follow me on Instagram, at agoodfeeling underscore NCO, you can follow me there for updates of what we're doing on the road. But in today's episode, I want to talk about a concept that is near and dear to my heart, not only for me, but also for Waylon, and that is frustration tolerance. So when I googled frustration tolerance, this is what I found. Uh, Frustration tolerance is the ability to overcome obstacles and withstand stressful events. Low frustration tolerance occurs when a goal-oriented action is delayed or thwarted. The resulting feeling is dissatisfaction and unmet needs or unresolved conflicts. If this sounds like you, you're not alone. So obviously that's, that's pertaining to people, but I want to kind of troubleshoot how we can prep our dogs, maybe build a little bit more frustration tolerance into our dogs, while also working on ourselves and our frustration tolerance. So if you're new to the podcast, I have a three-year-old American Staffordshire Terrier named Waylon, who I love and I fucking adore, but he has also challenged me in a lot of ways in my life. Um, I once thought that I was a patient person. Um, since he came into my life, I'm really kind of reevaluating that label that I have given myself. So um, if you have a dog who pushes you to your limits and you have a hard time keeping your frustration down, maybe your dog gets frustrated easily, um, this episode is especially for you. So guys, before we jump into today's episode, um, I would love your support on Patreon. Um, I love this podcast. I will continue to produce this podcast at no cost to you, the listener. But if you have five extra dollars a month to support to the podcast, that can help just improve your audience experience and that can give me a little bit more time to work on the reviews instead of the producing and editing element of this podcast so there is a link to that in the show notes I would be very grateful for your support on patreon so okay so I did another google search on 
um, frustration tolerance. And I found this, I'll include the link to this in the session notes of the blog that I found. But for people, these were the four suggestions for building more frustration tolerance into your life. So the first one was accept feelings of frustration. Frustration is a normal emotion. The more you fight it, the longer those feelings will last. So um, for people, obviously true, right? But I want to talk about how maybe we can... Um, use that same accept feelings of frustration, but convey it and make it easy for our dog. So um, we can help our dog accept feelings of frustration by doing a few things. So first and foremost, we can do our best to manage environments to prevent frustration from occurring. Um, Frustration, I guess we can't completely prevent it, right? Like that's we can do our best, but you know, it's, it's, it's not all rainbows and puppies here, but we want to do our best to set up the environment. So it's going to be the least frustrating possible for our dogs. So to give you an example, Waylon finds stopping on hikes to be very frustrating, right? And that results in him tugging and vocalizing and having a really hard time. So what I try to do is set up environments and hikes so that when we get there, we can really hustle and kind of get some of his yayas out before I ask him to stop. That is not always possible, but I'm working on that, okay? So like everything in dog training, it is so much about managing the environment. So if your dog gets really frustrated in a particular situation, I really encourage you to quite literally write this whole scenario out. Okay, so like for me, Waylon gets frustrated when we stop early on in a hike. So what I'm looking at is like, okay, what's a trail that I know that I can really hustle and blast up that trail before I'm going to have to ask him to stop? So I'm really thoughtful about choosing trails so that I can accommodate some of that. Okay, so always looking at how we can manage the dog's environment so that frustration, reaching that like really high level of frustration is not as likely. Um, Something else that I think we can also do to help build more frustration tolerance for our dogs is to really put a lot of time and reinforcement into alternate behaviors. So... Back to the case of Waylon, um, if you follow me on Instagram, I posted about this recently, but I ask Waylon to station on a rock to combat some of the frustration he feels if we just like flat out stop in the middle of the trail. So he already has a taught, understood, reinforced behavior of hopping up on surfaces and waiting there until I release him. So I use that alternate behavior to prevent some of the frustration from escalating. Okay, I hope that this makes sense. I think that if you have a strong athletic dog, you're going to really resonate with this episode. Okay, so, okay, so um, back to the blog that I found. Okay, so ride out frustration. Sitting with our feelings before acting is necessary for finding effective solutions to issues. Being emotionally overwhelmed can be a hindrance to finding those solutions. Okay, so um, I, I don't want to put my dog in very many situations where I'm going to have to ask them to override frustration. That is not great because obviously we can't communicate to the dog in real time like, okay, it's going to be okay. I just need you to work through this. I think that there are some extraordinary circumstances while this may happen, right? But overall, I really want to avoid letting my dog dog ride out their frustration, 
Okay, so I know that a lot of dog training advice in the past was a lot of like, quote unquote, let them cry it out, especially as it pertains to like crate training. And I do not think that that is the right answer because our animals can't understand what's happening. And if they are distressed, it is our obligation to try and ease that distress or frustration and in many cases so that they don't have to experience that level of intensity. Um, for people, um, writing out frustration is definitely something that I do think we have to do. Um, if you guys are new to the podcast, it's been a while since I've talked about this, but something I really have worked on um, with myself is, as it pertains to frustration, but especially frustration um, in situations with Waylon, is I do a lot of breath work. So it, when I can feel my emotions starting to boil over and I'm getting frustrated, I've been cursing for the last like five minutes. Obviously, I'm reaching a boiling point. That's where I will literally stop. If Waylon is pulling like crazy, sometimes, honestly, I will just hook him around a tree so that I can have a second and I will do some nice deep breaths, right? I typically do three really slow in, really slow out and really try to refocus and recalibrate my mind um, and the fact that I do, in fact, know what to do to work through this behavior. I am responsible for Waylon. I am responsible for myself. And I can get through this. So um, I think that writing out frustration can be effective for people. But by and large, I don't really want to put my dog in a situation where I expect them to just, quote unquote, write out frustration. Um, and I think kind of, you know, circling back to what I was saying about accepting feelings of frustration, I really think that alternate behaviors are where the magic is for dogs who get particularly frustrated, right? So I know that a lot of reactive dogs, um, the reactive behavior is because of frustration for one reason or another. And that's why the skill set of like many, many alternate behaviors is essential to help your frustrated dog cope with what's happening in the moment, okay? Um, so that kind of ties into the, to the next thing, right? Practicing mindfulness. Um, frustration tolerance is a learned behavior. Mindfulness helps with being able to slow down your mind and body when feeling anxious. Ultimately, you'll be in a better place to come up with better solutions to obstacles. Um, like I was just saying, right? Like so much of frustration tolerance is us working on ourselves, Right. And like I said, you guys, I used to identify as a patient person and, you know, bless Waylon for kind of knocking me off my ego there. Like, actually, you're not as patient as you think you are. And that's OK. Right. Like, I'm not I'm not upset. I'm not shaming myself about it, but I'm really clear about like, all right, I've got some work to do to make sure that I have the tools to cope with some of that frustration. Because let's be honest, y'all, if you're frustrated and the dog is frustrated, you are not going to be doing your best work. You really just aren't. So. Um, it's really up to you to be working on your own mindfulness game. But I also think that um, there are some things we can do to help dogs be present. So um, I love the nose touch, right? So if you're not familiar with the nose touch, what that looks like is I present an empty hand, like I was going to ask for a shake or something, but the dog touches with their nose. Um, and I really like that behavior for kind of bringing a dog who is frustrated into the moment with me. 
So this is something I very regularly do with Waylon, okay? So like I can feel him getting frustrated. I can feel him getting very intolerant of what I'm asking of him. Um, so what I will do is literally stop and cue him to do a nose touch. Again, the nose touch is a highly reinforced and very clearly understood behavior from Wayland. So if you don't have that yet, you need to do that before you can use this behavior in frustrating situations. But I find that the connection of one, Wayland is quite literally touching me, right? He's touching my hand. I find that that helps to bring him into the moment with me. And then oftentimes I can redirect him and ask him for another behavior in that moment. So um, obviously asking our dogs to practice mindfulness is not (laughs) super easy, but I do find that asking the dog to come to me, to do the nose touch, to kind of be in the moment with me, that is kind of an altered dog version of practicing mindfulness. I hope this all makes sense, guys. So um, I think that in this blog that I found, right, the fourth way to um, become more frustration tolerant was to talk to a mental health professional. Um, It says that therapy can be a great way to examine and improve frustration tolerance. So um, obviously you have to do what you feel is right for you, um, but I do think that therapy can be an amazing option. I will be completely honest, therapy is not something that I have... Um, personally done, Um, not because I'm opposed to it, but just quite literally, I have not made the time for it quite yet. But I do think that um, therapy, right, for people can help with the frustration tolerance. But I do want to talk about using the help of a qualified veterinarian or veterinary behaviorist to help with your dog's frustration intolerance. So, um, Sometimes, right, it is it is a brain miswiring, misfiring, however you want to think about it. And sometimes that is not going to get better without the use of pharmaceutical medication for your dog. Um, I, I don't want you to feel guilty or ashamed or feel like your dog is going to be a zombie all the time because I will tell you what, there are many, many of my clients, dozens, dozens of my clients that would have not found very much success if it wasn't for the use of medication. So helping our dogs, um, sometimes that means using medication so that their brains, right, can change the way that they are working and in turn they can become more frustration tolerant. I hope that this is all making sense. So I want to kind of wrap it up here, guys. And um, something that I think that you can also do right away is to clean up your timing mechanics and training plans to build more frustration tolerance in our dogs. Our dogs can be immensely forgiving in a lot of situations, but ultimately your timing, um, your marker timing, your delivery timing, and your thoughtful training setups that is really where the bulk of the frustration tolerance begins because most of the time our dogs are clear on what we're doing. They're getting timely reinforcements. And if we can consistently do that, I do think that those times where maybe our delivery timing is late, our criteria isn't clear, I think that that can build a lot of frustration tolerance in our dogs because by and large, right, like let's say 90% of the time they're getting pretty clear criteria. 
And I think that if you can be consistent about that most of the time, those other times your dog is going to be much more patient with you and much more tolerant of some of the frustration that they're feeling. So guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you all are well wherever you are. Um, If you have any questions about this, let's talk about it in the Facebook group, um, Disorderly Dogs, The Conversation Continues. All right, y'all have a beautiful weekend. Smooch those puppies for me, and I am already looking forward to the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to learn more about how you can connect with me for training, you can go to my website, agfdogtraining.com. If you'd like more training inspiration and insight, you can follow me on Instagram at a good feeling underscore NCO. If you'd like to become a member and support the podcast, please check us out on Patreon. You can check us out at patreon.com slash disorderly dogs. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss out out on any future episodes. And if you really like this podcast and you want to go above and beyond for me, you could leave a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts to help more like-minded individuals find us.